and welcome to another episode of the Pet Business Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Eliza, and I am excited to be here today to help you with your pet business. Have you ever had to fire a client? Chances are, if you've been in business for any amount of time, you have. How did you go about it? Was it short and sweet? Long and drawn out? Did you do it in person? By phone? By text? Did you anguish over it for days or weeks before you did it? We're going to talk today about the best way to approach this unpleasant task to make it a little less unpleasant and a lot smoother. I think it's going to be an amazing show, so give the dog a bone and the kitty some catnip and let's dive right in. Have you ever had to fire a client? Chances are, if you've been in business for any amount of time, you have. It's unpleasant, but sometimes necessary for the health of your business and for your own sanity. In this show, I want to share with you a story about a client firing that I was part of. Only, I wasn't the one firing the client. I was the client. My husband and I were planning a long overdue weekend away in a town about three hours from where we live. It had been a busy and stressful few weeks, and we were looking forward to kicking back at the hotel, wandering out when we wanted to explore, and trying some of the local cuisine. In four short hours, we would be closing our computers, getting into the car, and heading out of town for our weekend getaway. Then I got the text. It was from my pet sitter. They were predicting snow for that evening and warning people that the roads might be icy. She was concerned because she didn't have a four-wheel drive vehicle. She lived at a much higher altitude than us, so roads might be slick and our driveway was unpaved and presumably treacherous. She wanted to let me know that she might or might not be able to make it that evening to take care of the animals. Let's break this down a little bit. The weather had been predicted for days. She chose to contact me four hours before we were leaving. She said she didn't have a four-wheel drive vehicle. When we had done the meet-and-greet a couple of months earlier, she had arrived in a four-wheel drive pickup truck. I made a note of it, as I tend to make notes of everything. She lived at a much higher altitude than us. In reality, she lives five minutes from us at the same altitude. I actually looked this up. She said our driveway was treacherous. Yes, We do have an unpaved driveway, but it is flat, nicely graded, and completely safe. I regularly drive it in my non-four-wheel drive vehicle in all kinds of weather. So I immediately called her back. I suspected the reason she had given were excuses, and she simply didn't want to venture out in the bad weather on a Friday night. I fully believed that once we talked through it, She would honor her commitment, and we would be on our way shortly. I spoke with her and asked if there was any way she could borrow a four-wheel drive vehicle to get to our house. I didn't mention that I had seen her arrive at the meet-and-greet in a pickup truck or remind her that our driveway was flat, straight, and safe. I was calm, pleasant, and respectful as I explained to her that we weren't able to leave town without a confirmation that she would be able to come that evening to see our pets. We ended our conversation and hung up the phone with her saying that she would look into it and get back to me right away. Less than five minutes later, I received this text. 
Other than changing the name, this is exactly what she wrote to me. It has been a pleasure to work with you up to this point. Unfortunately, I am going to have to terminate you as a client due to the recent conversation we have had on the phone. I will not tolerate the disrespect you have portrayed during this minor incident. I choose to work with folks that are problem solvers. I cannot control the weather and neither can you. When I interviewed you over the summer to be my client, I thought that you might have taken a mental note as to what kind of vehicle I drive. You were very thorough with everything else, and that's why I chose to work with you. I believe if your driveway was properly paved, we would be having a different conversation. Gravel roads can be dangerous when icy. I am very sorry that our partnership did not work out and wish you the best in future endeavors. Sincerely, Julie. Needless to say, our weekend trip had to be canceled. I was angry at first, but then realized that Julie had given me a gift. Every interaction I have as a pet parent with my own pet sitter is valuable feedback from the other side of the table. We spend our days as pet business owners with our business owner caps on. Sometimes being the pet business client gives us a perspective that is invaluable to us in our businesses. I've had to fire clients in the past. It's unpleasant and it's hard, but it's something that occasionally has to be done. Julie's response reminded me of three things. Number one, never surprise a client. The client will likely be upset in general. That's okay, and it's important to recognize that they are upset. No one likes getting fired. Don't compound their anger, though, by firing them right before services start. This leaves the client with no options for replacing you in time, and their anger will be double. Number two, don't blame the client. I understand that you have a reason for firing them, but a failed relationship is always a two-way street. Own up to your own responsibility in the situation, but don't point out theirs. In the situation above, I was accused of not being a problem solver. This is ironic, as my request to her was to solve her not my problem, of not having transportation. And number three, don't lie. It may be tempting to make up a reason for why you're firing a client, but don't. The comments about my treacherous driveway and lack of a four-wheel drive vehicle simply weren't true. If you can't be honest with a client about the real reason you're firing them, then simply don't bring them up. Number four, Recognize their pain. Say something like, I understand this may be bad news for you, or I understand that you're upset about this. It's uncomfortable that they're upset with you, but it's understandable. Even if they know they've done something wrong that warrants being fired, it's still human nature to be upset. Give them a chance to express it. Number five, treat the incident as important. Don't minimize the situation. Julie mentioned the disrespect I portrayed during this minor incident. It wasn't a minor incident to me. I had been looking forward to that weekend away for weeks. When it was in danger of being canceled, I was worried and agitated. You, as a business owner, may view it as a minor incident, one of many hurdles and challenges you deal with every day in your business. 
The client does not. They wouldn't be contacting you if it wasn't important to them. Number six, call them. Don't break up with someone by email or text. I can't stress this enough. If you've ever been dumped by text, you'll understand what I mean by this. When you speak to them by phone, you give them a chance to process the news in real time with a real person. When you fire them by text, they don't have a human outlet to understand the why behind what's happening. If they don't have that, they'll go elsewhere to express their anger, most likely social media. Doing this by phone may result in you getting called some names that aren't really fair to you, but it's better than the client posting a terrible and permanent review on social media. Number seven, use nice language. Don't use harsh words. Julie told me that I was terminated. While it was accurate, it made me feel like I had been taken in front of a firing squad and shot. As business owners, we use this type of terminology in our business dealings, but we don't have to use it to our clients. There are more empathetic words you can use, such as ending or discontinuing your services. These convey the same message and don't sound so harsh in an already tense situation. And finally, number eight, give options if you're able. Depending on why you're firing a client, you may or may not want to suggest an alternate pet care provider. If you can do this, though, do it. The client will appreciate this and it will soften the experience for them. Not to mention, you'll be helping out another small business, which is one of my favorite things to do. I was upset when Julie canceled last minute, but I could have gotten over that and possibly used her in future. I get it. Things come up. Life happens. I was much more angry, however, with how she handled the situation and even more angry that she blamed me for it. I shared this story with several friends. The average American tells 15 people when they've had a poor customer service experience. I'm not sure how many people I told, but the reactions were similar. Most of them suggested that I write a bad review for her and her business. I will almost never write a bad review about another business, no matter how poorly I was treated as a customer. Anyone who has run a business knows sometimes things go wrong despite your best intentions of providing great customer service. What differentiates the bad businesses from the great ones is a willingness to recognize a mistake, find a solution in the moment, and work to do better next time. I believe in reaching out directly to the vendor to communicate my dissatisfaction and ask for a solution. I owe them this courtesy. Most businesses are more than willing to talk through the issue and come to a resolution. This person, unfortunately, didn't have the foresight or the maturity to work with me to find a solution. Ultimately, I chose not to write her a bad review. I chose to let the matter lie. My feeling was that, given her actions and her response, she's not in danger of keeping very many clients and won't be able to do a great deal of damage to other potential clients. While it would have made me feel a tiny bit better in the moment to spew some venom on social media, in the end, she didn't need me to help destroy her reputation. She's doing a fine job of that all by herself. That's our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, I would love it if you'd leave me a review on whatever platform you're tuning in on. And if you're ready to take the plunge and launch your own pet business, 
Or if you feel a bit stagnated and want to take your existing pet business to the next level, then reach out to me for a free strategy planning session at www.thepetbusinesscoach.dog forward slash coaching. That's www.thepetbusinesscoach.dog forward slash coaching. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, you always have a choice. Don't forget to choose happiness.